live in the dungeon. This is the Dream Warrior Review. I'm Kurt Thomas. I'm Mick Strawn. Episode 69. So, whoever did the voice of Hal, the computer, did a great job. Oh, is that it? No, it sounded no, just like Hal. Uh, it, like. It, it, it did. It did. But, uh, uh. So we just saw a movie called Upgrade, 2018. Uh, uh. It was a very good student film on Netflix. I mean, wait, it was a... Uh, <laughs> It was in the theater. <laughs> it was in. Wait, we paid. We paid. Well, uh, we we do um, movie know, pass. Movie pass. We didn't so, pay much for you it. You know what? I think that uh, if I didn't have movie pass, I'd, I'd have mad. something to say about. I would have asked for my money back. Mm-hmm. Oh, Regal yeah, would have had a phone call from me. I would have put. That- I would have. I would have. You know what? I would have done. <laughs> I would have written a strongly worded email. And I would have gone to up to the usher. Pushed him against the wall and said, stop that. Why are you making me do this? <laughs> <laughs> to myself. To yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because, uh, yeah, right. The car um, sucks. That was my first note. Oh, it was the worst. Futuristic and, you know, car it, that drives And we itself. talk about this. We talk about this all the time. You know, the futuristic oh, yeah. car hard, is hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and this is a pretty good example of, you know, how hard it can be. <laughs> <laughs> because man, that was pretty bad. <laughs> and then there were cop cars that had like uh, something laid over top of them or something on the yeah, top. Yeah, it was. Uh, Which didn't look bad. I guess it was the lights. Well, they didn't do that bad of a job with a cop car. However, I might add that it looked exactly like uh, a modern car. Right. It looked like a sedan. Yeah. Um, they just they kind of dressed it up just a little bit. And at first I thought they had flying flying cars, but then I realized they were drones. But but the main yeah. car, the main yes. car was just absolutely the honeycomb thing on the yeah, side. And yeah. all the, so um, why don't you tell everybody just exactly what oh. happened? Well, what, this what, is set in the near future. Oh. Technology controls nearly all aspects of life, but when Gray, a self-identified technophobe, has his world turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is experimental computer chip implant called STEM. And by the way, Saturn Three is much better than this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go. As I was reading that, that, I was like, it, it sounds it, it, similar. It, 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 it to, sounds similar, but yeah, uh, yeah actually, artificial yeah. intelligence going um, bad. See, I told you I like movies like this, but. Sometimes it can go wrong. Yeah. You, you know, the thing is, is there were so many angles in here that were, um, uh, y- as far as author goes, I, I'm thinking of Philip K. Dick and uh, Gibson, William Gibson. Uh, you have, like, Blade Runner. But the thing is, is all these ideas were not well represented. The look of it was cheesy. Well, it's not an original idea. No, it's but not an original it could be executed in amazing oh, ways. Yeah, exactly, it could. Um, you know, they could start with actually hiring an actor, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe have good writers <laughs> to be part of it. And uh, the uh, robotic stiffness that he did was terrible. I mean, really terrible. You gotta wonder if he watched Terminator and tried to like. Yeah. <laughs> well, y- y- what I thought was kind of interesting was. 
and I did like it for like one second was when he goes into like beast mode. Yeah. You know, in, into the robo mode. Oh, I like the fight scene. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, in, in the kitchen, in the fight I think it was. Scene, yeah. It, 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 it was interesting. And I had to think to myself that that's how they sold the film. Yeah. Well, they, no, the sound, they that's had how cool they got sound the money. with it. Yeah, yeah. but, but yeah. I'm saying that's how they got the money yeah. for the whole thing because it was kind of absurdly good. It didn't fit. For, yeah, it, yeah. Didn't, it didn't fit. It was well because I perked up. I was part. like, "Oh, yeah." See, and then the, it was really gory at the end. And then I was like, "Cool, right?" It was like that part in the gore kind of came from another movie. Yeah, and uh, it, and I think that they it, it it felt like it was crowdfunded and that they you know put that up and said, "Oh, look at what we got here." And Bloomhouse went, "Yeah, okay, we got it." <laughs> but boy, they didn't have it. Was that the same house they used in that Netflix movie Titan? The Oh, right, right, right. Had the look. It had the same exact yeah, look. I was, it did. I was like, it, has it, to it be really the same. did. I can't remember what the movie was. I and, think it was Titan. And that, that cave, that horrible underground. You know, one thing that you have to <laughs> underground. think. Well, one thing that you have to think to yourself is, and, and I actually do this from time to time. I look at a set that I've done and I'd say, you know, would anybody actually live here? Would, would anybody spend time here? And here's the thing. There was like a set for a really, really rich guy. And and when you walked on and you went, yeah, but but would he live in a tomb? Really? I mean. Well, he was a depressed lad. He was a bit depressed. He, sat, he, he looked like. He did. He looked like, like a depressed Like a flock of seagulls that, met I, with uh, children of the well, damned and they had a case, child. That's what which, it would look like. In which case. When we meet him and he has a literal cloud over his head. Yes. <laughs> I know, Linus. I swear. I thought that that was. It was totally. It was a cartoon. The guy had. He looked like a flock of seagulls. He but really did. He had that the Children had, of the Dam look. You know exactly. what I'm talking about? The like, blonde. You know, the thing is, is you're looking at him and you're thinking to him when he's facing his cloud, sad his sack. own personal cloud. Yes. You think that, well, this guy's just going to be weird and sad. And then he turns around and guess what? He was weird and sad. He was weird and sad. They even asked him, what's that? Yeah. It's my cloud. It's my cloud. So <laughs> funny. <laughs> and then there's machines that seem to know everything. But then for some reason, when he was trying to overdose himself, why would the machine give him right. a second dose? It, it would just stop and say, uh, you're yeah, really supposed to have it, this yeah, much. Really. Yeah, it's like, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. You know, if I give you one more, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and it's halfway there already. Yeah, well, okay. yeah, the dialogue was pretty bad. Oh, there man. were some scenes where I was like, did he just say that? And then oh, yeah. I, you said out loud. He said that. You just said that. I guess I was making a noise or something. I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. He said that. All right. You know, it's. Yeah, boy. I tell you, you could uh, you could smell that one coming a mile away. It was. Um, so it, why did the 450 people on IMDb give it seven seven point four out of ten? Really, seven point four out of like, ten. Yeah. It must have been for the blood and guts. Oh, the 450 people that worked on the film. Oh, that's saw right. Saw this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was no 450 people working on that film, buddy. <laughs> so I, I had hopes for this because I saw the cool. The graphic is cool, and then uh, yeah. I yeah. started watching the trailer, which I usually don't do. If right. I haven't seen a trailer, I just go in blind. But right. I was sitting here like, since there were only two showings that had so much time in between, I didn't see the first one, so I had right. to wait for the second. So I was like, oh, see the trailer. I got one minute in out of two minutes and okay. cut it off. Who's the cop? 
the the black girl that was the cop. Yeah, she was actually good. She was actually great, and I've seen her before in some stuff. She and was actually the best one in this whole. There's movie. absolutely no doubt about it. She was a she she stood out. Betty Gabriel. Betty Gabriel. Uh, let's see what she's done because I've seen her several she times. Has a cool look. Yeah, she Westworld. Has a, oh, she's in Westworld, right? Um, Unfriended, Diverted Beyond Skyline, Get Out. She was in Get Out. That's right. Uh, the Purge, Election Year. Wow. A, yeah, you know, I I have to tell you. She has a. She hasn't been in a lot of things, but she's going to be in a lot of more things. She was. Uh, she has a very interesting look, and uh, and her acting was impeccable. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she was the one that was that was carrying. She carried. Yeah, she, it's funny because when she came into a scene, it was all about her. I mean, absolutely, just blew the main the the your main actor. Well, I was uh, happy to see her a couple times. I was like, oh, thank yeah. God, somebody's there. Man, yeah, something something I, I want to watch. And then the, the scene where he had to fight himself, that was that was kind of brutal. Yeah. Ugh, embarrassing is what it was. Um, yeah. Uh, and you know what? I, and I, I didn't mind his wife that much. I mean, I thought that she was delivering a much better performance than... Uh, see, I'm, I'm going to have to hand this one to the women. Yep. Oh, yeah. But by far, because the women were, you know, just completely outacting anybody in here that was a guy. If only anybody. the woman that played the cop was actually the, the one that had the stem in her. Yeah. How about that? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The stem should have thought of that. The stem should have written it. I, I, for for me, the most painful thing to watch was the guy... <laughs> The flock of seagulls guy, yeah, he was. Oh, he was the, painful. He was in the hospital room. Him in the hospital room. Ooh, Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah. Came in. Ooh, that was that was pain. And and I have it's to say, moving. the other thing the hand goes, is moving. The, the, the wrap up. Yeah. You, you know oh, when, yeah. when he's sitting there, and, it was like and, a TV wrap up. Yeah, and we were going through like the whole history of the show, and 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 oh well, let's look at it this way because this is. Oh man, that was hard. It was like I was we're like, watching episode we two. We already, yeah, we already <laughs> lived through this thing once. <laughs> Have to make it a few minutes longer. Yeah, why? Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, yeah, and and what happens when you get on a turkey like that? You know, it, it's funny. I I was thinking. Um, well, you make the best of it, I guess. I guess you know, like if people will see that the cop and say, "Oh, she's awesome." Let's, yeah, no, that's let's true. Let's use her in something. I, and the guy that did the Hal voice, <laughs> I can't do that. I don't know. I can't do Hal. Uh, oh, I've Dave. been I've, I've been on some turds. Boy. <laughs> so I, when you're working on a film like that, it's like it wasn't a, I was listening to that. I think it was, was it Peter Von Schale or somebody that was on the Boneheads? I think it was right, the Boneheads. Right, yeah. But he was talking about how when you're on a film and it's like the worst piece of crap that you yeah, and on. you have to be, and you can't say anything because you'll be the asshole that said something. Right, right. No, you <laughs> so, can't. You, you, you. Get, in fact, you know, the fact is, is this: is if it, if it's the worst thing that you've ever worked on, that is the point that you can't possibly say anything. You know, if you, if it's like got rough edges and stuff like that, 
you can sit down and talk about the rough right edges, yeah you can you know? fix it uh yeah. well well but you can or have you can discuss it yeah. i mean you can actually you said well you know i think that this part or i think this is this needs to get better if you're stuck on a turkey i mean a you can't say turkey, this is the biggest you, piece of crap why right, are you doing this you can't this? say anything at all you right. just kind of gotta suck it up and go smile which it must be really bad for the actors like if they know that they're in something that they're oh actors never know <laughs> oh my god really no. you don't think so you don't oh, think there's ever a time where like George Clooney or somebody probably was like uh, I don't know about this one no maybe not George Clooney they, that's they, a bad example actors are the most unself-aware human beings that exist <laughs> I mean they their their ability to fool themselves into thinking that uh, this is going to work out Go goes way beyond the comprehension of a mere human being. <laughs> way beyond the comprehension of a mere human being. <laughs> I oh guy, I, you know it's um yeah. I guess uh, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, no, no, because I and I think part of it is the fact that they they have to get into a certain space and we have to buy into it. I guess and, and you buy. Yeah. You know, in, in here, in here's the thing. But wait, let, let's rate this, and then I'll, yes. uh, and then I'm going to talk. Let's rate about it. That. Yeah, let's rate this. Um, I'm going to say, uh, beans is you couldn't talk, and and I'm this is going to for me. I'm going to give this two cough drops. Two, two cough drops. I was going to get give it two, but then I was thinking about the dialogue. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 1.75 1.75 yeah yes. okay you know what uh i'm way down i'm way down there with you <laughs> way down there we because i shouldn't laugh out loud during a serious scene because of what they're, they're saying oh yeah, yeah. it's uh, it, uh, it was <laughs> i worked on a film called uh dead men don't die Story time. Story time. Story time with Mick. Story time with Mick. Story time with Mick. Story time with Mick. And uh, it was epic. I think we talked about that. Wasn't that the Elliot? Was it Elliot? Elliot Gould, right? Where my son. And I mentioned that you know, as we were going across town, that they all got arrested. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, that was um, that was like this. I mean, I, I, I'm sure that it, and self awareness. I'm telling you right there. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know if actors ever notice it. They never let on, and they certainly um, kind of do their best. But the whole zeitgeist can drag them down. You know, uh, I was also I also worked on um, this one that came. Uh, I think it was called Mr. Christmas Dinner. Uh, I don't know what it was released as. It was a lucky stiff. It was directed by Anthony Perkins, and it had like a cast of really. Oh, and it, it had a cast of the. And and here was the thing: it was written by Pat Proft, and Pat Proft was the writer of. Um, uh, air, airplane. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. No, I mean, he had a long, a long, tremendous, long history of, of really great films. But if you really look closely, it, it was interspersed by, uh, horrible films. Right. You know, and, um, and luckily I got on one of the horrible films and, and, 
it, but you would look at the script and the script had all these great jokes. And you're like, wow, this is this is great. I mean, it, and it had Joel Lasky. good on paper, right? Who, uh, it <laughs> yeah. Looked, yeah, it was great on paper. Um, but the actual execution of it, I mean, really, uh, and and I had never really done that much comedy wise. Was it one of those like a? Uh what am I trying to say? Like, were they bringing a bunch of big names? No. Like ensemble cast is what I'm thinking. It was an ensemble cast that they were pulling from TV stuff. Uh, but um, trying to, um, oh, I, I, I can't even tell you. I think Donna Dixon was in it. Um, oh. Donna Dixon and uh, Joe Alasky. Wow. And 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 Joe Lasky, I, I got to tell you, when you're on a turkey like that, you know, Joe Lasky was funny. He was like 350 pounds or something like right. that. Um, died not too long after it. Hmm. Uh, and and wow. he had to ski and be down and be dunked in water, and um, he had to uh, ride a horse and uh, and go up. A, it, and and here's the thing. All these things he said that he could do, he could do none of them. <laughs> I mean, absolutely none of them. And he was scared of heights, so he had to go up on the ski chair. But, you know, he had become my friend because uh, <laughs> I was doing special effects, but I was also kind of like, you know, it was one of those films where, like, we hired some you know, questionable, not that we hired questionable people, but like everybody that we knew that was really any good at all was working on something else. And, and I was kind of like in between a couple of other actual films and, um, and I'm working on this one and, uh, and we hired a prop master and, and Gerald Olson, who's a good friend of mine. Um, I, he's going to be in, in my book about uh, nightmare on street four. And, uh, like we did our best and hired this uh, prop master that, um, and this is exactly what Jerry said. Jerry said, Hey, you know what? Here's how this is going to work. Um, I don't care. You bring on who you want, you know, is it for prop master, knock yourself out. The only thing I have to say is this is if he succeeds, I'm going to shake his hand. If he screws <laughs> up, I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. <laughs> and that was kind of the way that Jerry played it. He, he really, you know, people that he trusted, he, uh, he liked to control them like a, like a mob boss. <laughs> well, it works but for you, I guess. It, it, it worked, you know. Um, yeah, Nat had to present everything to me, and, and I had to tell him how to work it. <laughs> it, it was funny as hell. Yeah. Huh. But, but, I mean, this film was so bad and and it was like the making of it became the same was actually funnier than actually working on it because like this is this is where um a certain friend uh uh anthony um who's the director of it come on um anthony perkins anthony right, perkins, right? Yeah. anthony perkins um who maybe maybe uh indulged in in <laughs> certain things uh right. from time to time yeah uh, actually got lost between two flats. 
in the building between two flats a flat right. here flat yeah. here open on both ends and and i they say well where, where's anthony perkins we need him to the set and so i go back and 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 i happen to like just be you know yeah in back where the props and stuff and i'm looking for something and i'm where and, and and i walk past the um uh the scene doc right uh, which has all the flats on it. And there's two flats there that are like 10 feet long, right? And they're 10 feet high. And and they're sitting facing each other. And one of them is one room from something, and the whole <laughs> other is a room from something else, right? And I walk past them and just happen to glance down across, and there's five feet into them. Standing there is Anthony Perkins. And he's looking directly at the flat which has a window in it right in front of him. And then the flat that's two <laughs> feet behind him has a door in the middle of it, and it's another color. And, um, and he, he looks at the, the window, and of course he can't see out the window because it's looking onto another flat, right? And, <laughs> and he, he's looking, and he kind of has his hands up like this, and then all of a sudden he turns it around 180 degrees, and he looks behind him. And now... He's looking at a door, a door <laughs> in, in another look, right? And then he'd look at it, and, I, and I'm standing at then watching this little performance. And he's like, da -da -da, and he goes, Dah! and he turns 180 degrees and looks back at the window. And it's like, oh, that's that window. And then he turns, and he's completely <laughs> lost. And so I kind of like walk down, and he goes, and finally he turns to see me, and he goes, man, can you help me? I'm completely lost in this room. Wow. And this room doesn't even make any sense. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And, um, and so instead of leading him to the set, which I thought kind of was going to be problematic, I led him to his trailer and kind of helped him remain lost for another 15, 20 minutes or so because we were coming up on lunch. And I kept him lost for until we hit lunch, and then he had another hour to put together whatever the hell he was putting together. <laughs> right. And, uh, and, and at the end of that, he, when he came back, he was... Better, I'm not gonna say he was great, but he was a little bit better. What year was that? I don't know. I think how old he was at that point. Um, oh, he was older. I so I said that he always had a look, or you know, I'm not surprised by the story, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, he had a driver that, um, <laughs> literally came up to me uh, and I'm talking to the driver and the driver just goes mm-hmm <laughs> thank you for um, thank you for understanding because the driver figured out what I had done that I hadn't that I had taken him around what I what basically did was I took him out of that situation and out the back door and back around to his trailer so that nobody saw him go in because of course, once they've checked the trailer, nobody's going to go back to it again. And uh, we snuck in. I got him into the trailer, and he and the driver sidles up to me and goes, "Yeah, thanks for that. That's that's." And he was the director. Yeah, he was the director. That says a lot about it, right there. Yeah, like, well, yeah. Trust the director's me. getting lost in a. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I know what the problem was. I uh, yeah. 
Yeah, he, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that film, I, I, it was just plagued with stupid, you know, just, just, I mean, there's, there's, uh, and, and it wasn't evil stupid, it was just stupid stupid. I, I remember we had a scene where, where we had this breakaway that uh, was going to have like these, uh, a horse's hoof just come through the breakaway, right? And I put the breakaway in, and and I'm sitting down here, and and the handler is down uh, at the next bay. It's a huge kennel, and at the next bay, you see the horse in here, right? You see the horse's head, and then the horse disappears, and then all of a sudden, it's my job to you. They hear a, and I kick the the leg. I had a leg, a fake horse leg and i kick it you know through the balsa wood panel right and and big joke except for what happens was is the the, <laughs> the guy who was supposed to be the wrangler stepped off uh to get to take a piss and 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 gave it to his like uh two-day-old assistant right. right and and the assistant has the horse the assistant you know the the horse does the assistant does whatever it makes to make the horse go Wah! like a little like finger this. maybe? Or- yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. And and I'm I'm maybe fifteen feet down to to do this, and the horse <laughs> didn't really wanted nothing to do with the assistant, and so the horse turns around and heads straight for me, right? And I'm like. Oh, I'm gonna kick this and with your and fake leg. Yeah, with my fake <laughs> leg, and I'm thinking to myself, "Well, well, wait a minute, because this was like a really narrow kennel and long, and and it, it it's like there wasn't enough. I'm I'm at the end of it, right? And this horse is coming at me. I'm like, well, there's only gonna be so much, you know, horse and Mick and panel and so forth and that horse turned around and kicked me and so the thing that the camera got instead of a foot coming was a 100% certified mick came through the panel <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess that's your best option yeah well you know it was like uh, it was uh, either the panel or me and uh, you know one of us was gonna go and it was the panel right yeah <laughs> Yeah, that film just had stupid written all over it. Oh, some of the ski, some of the ski stuff that we did you know, uh, um, w- was astounding, though. Uh, w- we had Don Burgess, um, who is a, a DP. Uh, eventually, I think Don Burgess actually did. Um, what's the one with um, the feather floating down? Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah, yeah. Forrest Gump. I think that he was one of the primary photographers. Uh, That's uh, how it opens, right? The movie? Yeah, I want yeah. you to go, go look and see if I got the right people here. Yeah, who's the DP? There he is, Don Burgers. <clears throat> yep. Um, now, it's, now, click on him. Space Rangers. I worked with him there. Castaway. Castaway. Richie Rich. Yeah, he's probably even actually pulled it off of here. Oh, it was second unit. Ah. So he was probably just paid to, to... Because you know what Don could do that nobody else could do? Is he could ski with a camera and shoot with a camera. Like backwards. He's skiing backwards. His skis are mounted 
backwards. He has special uh, boots. Right. And he uses particular skis that have the. Right. Okay. Uh, the, uh, what are they called? Bindings. Has the bindings are ba- are backwards, and 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 he could ski with his eye in the camera, right? And this isn't a camera like they have nowadays. Right, yeah. I really mean, the camera's camera. like, you know, it's heavy. It's it's you got to have your eye in a particular spot to see the Fresnel and to and to see what your frame is. And he could do it backwards, skiing, never even look up and. And and he could do kicks going back and forth like that. It was it was absolutely the craziest thing to see. I mean, it was the only thing about the movie that was any good was watching Don Burgess ski and shoot at the same time. Wow. It was it was amazing. How do you see behind him? Do you have a mirror, or do you just kind of feel it? You just feel it. You know, I I, I mean, basically, what he would do is is he would say, uh, "We're coming down here, right?" and 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 you guys are going to keep this clear. And so, you know, he would have spotters, you know, ski spotters that were part of his team, and they would keep it. Oh, okay. Like they would keep it clear for him. Off frame or whatever. Right. And another thing is, is I think that he actually had somebody that would, uh, you know, say left or right, uh, you know, to try and keep him in the general track of where he had to be. Wow. But he was amazing. I also worked with him on Runaway Train. He did second unit. Hmm. And uh, it's crazy. Just crazy. Uh, up in this, you know, just doing snow stuff, uh, amazing. Just well, he just, has an amazing resume. It looks like, yeah. I mean, I've yeah, I, I'm pretty sure none of his second union oh, stuff is going to be looking on Aquaman. Yeah, is he? Yeah, doing it right now. Yeah, he's he's like me. He ought to be getting up there in in years. But look, he did flight. You know, uh, all kinds of stuff. Conjuring too. So after Muppets Most Wanted, he did The Conjuring too. Yeah, well, who wouldn't, <laughs> like, right? I mean, come it on. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, so that's uh, that's the story of... Oh, let's see, what else What else did we do that was a disaster? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Joe Lasky, when he was skiing and he had to go up the ski lift, right? But they had a fake guy, you know, do the skiing down. Um, he was afraid to get on the lift. You know, he started to scream as, as, and we had to shut the <laughs> lift down because he was screaming because it had gone up to 15 feet and it was going to get up to like 30 or 40 feet, you know. And, and so he, what he wanted me to do is he wanted me to get, put him in a stunt harness to go up. Right, so we had to put him in a start stunt harness underneath his clothes, so he's already in the ski lift. He d- doesn't do the the coming up and it hits him in the butt. His double had to do that. We put him in a skiing harness, and then I had to snap the harness on to the ski rig and then ride up with him, all the while talking to him like I was talking to a baby. <laughs> Talked to him all the way up as we went up the hill. And one thing I can tell you in general about comedians is in general, you got your you got your two kinds of comedians. You have your comedians that when they're on, they're really funny. When they're off, they're horrible people. Right. Uh which well, is that, Joel, a lot of comedians. From, yeah, most know. of them, most of them in, in general, really most of them are, are that way. Um, he definitely was in that school. You know, definitely. I, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, definitely. You know, he was just, 
oh, uh, he was, and for some reason I was his buddy on the show, and mm. and and it was it was difficult. It really was a test, the whole thing, all the way down the line, and 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 mistakes were made hmm. fairly consistently. That In fact, amazing. if you look, if if you look at the film. <laughs> I don't know if I ever want to. But <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, don't I would like to see the behind the scenes, though. Like, yeah, well, you know, but but I think the worst part of it is this: is when you work on a comedy and it's not funny, and the music hasn't been cut in, and the laugh track isn't in, and they show it to you, and you're supposed, and it is the most soul wilting experience you can imagine. Oh, God. And then when the lights come back on. You have to act like, oh, that was great. Yeah, and it's hard. Oh, man, it's hard. It's like phony smiles, <laughs> and, uh, and, and you have to learn to say things like, wow. I, so you, just, you just do just, like the thing, dude, oh, I like what wow. you did with the you come up with stuff. Like, you know what? You couldn't even do that. I'm, no. I, I'm not seriously. I, I, I mean, I, I think that this was the first time that I actually just used the wow defense. <laughs> you just go, wow. I, I'm speechless. Wow. Because speechless was the way to be. So I would find a way to go pee like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I didn't do that. <laughs> Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just like the, that was a great story. That was, wow. <laughs> 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 yeah, there you go. <laughs> This is Kurt Thomas along with Mick Strong. Thank you for listening to the Dream Warrior Review. If you have any questions or just have feedback for our show, we welcome them at dreamwarriorreview at gmail.com. Of course, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter as well. As always, please follow us and tell your friends about us too. See you next time.